Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Chapters to go. Can she do it, people? Chapter 31, Smoke. When they reached the bottom of Dr. L's silhouette, the bottom Dr. L's silhouette was visible at the top of the pyramid. Behind him, smoke and fire spewed out of the skylight. Hey, it looks like we made a volcano after all, said Max Ernest, pointing to the top of the pyramid. Maybe we can turn it in for extra credit. How about that? He looked at Cass to see if she would laugh at his joke, but she hadn't heard him. She was staring at Dr. L, who was holding something in his hands. My backpack! You can't worry about that now. We have to run, said Max Ernest, which, when you think about it, was quite reasonable and under, under the circumstances, but the symphony of smells is in there. Come on, we have to run, repeated Max Ernest, with a little more urgency. With a little more urgency. I know, it's just, he'll know, he'll know it's us. Come on, Max Ernest repeated again, yelling this time. Okay, okay, they're going to hear you. Cass and Max Ernest ran alongside of the edge of the moat until they got to the pyramid's front entrance. The last stragglers were still coming out, and Cass and Max Ernest had to push past them to get inside. Benjamin must be, like, having the weirdest dreams, huh? By the time they stepped at the altar, the room was empty. Flames had crawled all the way up Cass's rope and if it were, as if it were a giant candle wick. Fire was now threatening to engulf the entire pyramid. The smell of sulfur was so strong it was almost unbearable. The ruckus had finally awakened Benjamin Blake. He stared at the flames in front of him, confusion and terror evident in his face. Hey Ben, try to relax, okay? We're going to get you out of here, said Cass, surprisingly gentle. In reply, he mumbled something that sounded like a question, but totally undecipherable. Was it his nose still? Yeah, no, he didn't get it. He didn't do it. They didn't do it to him. Or would have been anybody but Max Ernest. You're inside of a pyramid, said Max Ernest. He, Max Ernest answered while Cass started unbuckling the straps that bound Benjamin to the chair. Not a real pyramid. Well, kind of a real pyramid. It has a real pyramid shape, but it's not really in Egypt. And not the other place that have pyramids like Mexico or Peru. Anyways, the pyramid's on fire, as you can see, and there's people outside that want to suck your brains out. But don't worry about that. You're not. You're going to be fine, Max Ernest concluded in his reassuring tone as he could muster. The last of the straps fell off. I'm going to move this. The last of the straps fell off, and Benjamin fell to the floor. Whatever Dr. L had done to him had left him very weak. Cass and Max Ernest pulled him up with difficulty. When they succeeded in getting him to stand, he mumbled again. What is he saying now? said Cass. I don't know. Something about mint chip ice cream. We'll get mint chip later. Lots, said Cass to Benjamin. But right now we have to walk. Okay? Fast. Cass and Max are in his half. She, he, she reminds him of mint chocolate chip. That's right. Cass and Max are in his half push, half pulled, and half carried Benjamin across the tile floor. I know that's three halves, which is impossible, but 
but so was getting him out of there. When they got close to the entrance, Benjamin started mumbling again and shaking his head. He says we have to stop their smoke. We can't go through the door, said Max Ernest. But the fire in here, not out. But the fire's in here, not outside. He says not that kind of smoke, gray smoke. The smoke is Miss Mavius, is that right, Ben? Benjamin nodded as vigorously as he could, given his condition. Then they heard Miss Mavius shouting outside. Oh boy, let's see here. Come on. Then they heard Miss Mavius shouting outside of the pyramid. How could you be such an idiot to fall for a trick like that? Shut up or I'll kill you right after the we right after those wretched kids, Dr. L shouted back. The kids made a beeline for the pyramid's back door. They slammed it shut behind them just as Dr. L and Miss Mavius entered the pyramid. Benjamin said something under his breath. He said few, said Max Ernest. Yeah, I know. I got I got it that time, said Cass. Through the spy hole, they watched Mrs. Mavius scanning the room for them. Behind her, Dr. L gripped Cass's backpack as if he was about to tear it apart. Come on, said Cass, before they see us. Coughing, the kids ran through the smoke-filled passageway, lights flickering on and off. Stay low, that way you don't breathe in too much smoke, said Cass. In the library, books were already starting to burn. Tiny pieces of text floated up as they turn to ash portraits Aww. I know it's books I know portraits of medieval monsters were devoured in flames hey at least they like to breathe that's true and bits of engraved bat wings flew through the smoke it had been the best library of its kind oh of, it, of its kind this side of Budapest now it would be gone forever and no one even stopped to look by the time they managed to get Benjamin out of the side, Cass and Max Ernest were almost exhausted as he was. Around them, chaos. The whole complex was on fire, and panicked guests were running from every which way, ignoring the efforts of staff to herd them into a single direction. Two horses, two riderless, reared back and then bolted into the smoke. This way, said Cass in an urgent whisper. Here, take my hand so we don't get separated. She offered a hand each to Max, Ernest, and Benjamin as they all took off together in the direction of the spa's front entrance. With all the commotion, no one seemed particularly concerned to see them zigzagging through the crowd. As they passed through her room, Cass pointed to the body lying on the ground beside the door. It was Daisy, gagged and tied up in Owen's place. I bet she was surprised, Cass said admiringly. Wonder how Owen got out. We tied him up so tight. Cass waved. Daisy glared at them in a mute rage as she struggled to free herself. The open gate loomed in front of them. They were seconds away from escape. Then they heard Daisy yelling, Stop them! They've got the boy! Close the gate! Somewhere, somebody obeyed her and the gate closed. Dozens of angry staff guests started converging on them. They looked back towards the pyramid. Fire raged. There was no retreat. Wow, the Daisy's mean. I know. The frenzied crowd. The frenzied crowd shouted, "Get them! Don't let them go! Throw them into the fire!" And then they heard the sound of a car engine. The kids were. The kids braced themselves for the worst. The midnight sun limousine was barreling towards them. Oh my gosh! It's the guy. It's the guy that they that helped them. Owen. Yep. What did the Bergama brothers say again, said Max Ernest. I mean, when they said that the lion was going to eat them. 
Arrivedisserie, said Cass. As she squeezed his hand, the limousine stretched, screeched to a stop, missing them by inches. Cass, Cass, Max Lad, get in, y'all. It took a second to realize it was Owen, Owen leaning out of, the, yes, out of the window, now speaking with an Irish brogue, and another second to realize that they hadn't been caught. They were being offered a ride. Cass and Max Ernest were barely able to get Benjamin in, lim in the limousine before Owen started backing up. Nice timing, said Cass. Aye, so twas, said Owen, with what might have passed for a mischievous Irish grin. Cass and, <laughs> uh, Cass and Max Ernest looked back through the limousine's back window and saw Dr. L and Miss Mavius coming around the side of the pyramid. Stop that limousine, shouted Miss Mavius. Now! By the time the fire had jumped the side of the bridge on the other outer buildings, the staff and guests alike were fleeing in all directions. If you don't run after them, I'll cut you all off. No elixirs for any of you. Nobody heeded her. As the limousine crashed through the spa gates, Miss Mavius clenched her fist in frustration. Her perfect skin was stretched so tight that it looked like her face might rip in half. Disgusted, Dr. L hurled Cass's backpack into the flames. Inside the limo, Cass winced as if it were part of her that had been tossed into the fire. Owen careened down the dark mountain roads at a minicial speed, certain that they were being followed, but gradually he and his passengers started to relax, and then the drive began to feel more like a road trip and less like a prison break. So are you, are you going to keep talking like you're Irish, Cass said. I want to know, because if I met somebody who's speaking German or Rastafarian or something, I want to know if maybe it's you. So I'm acting, am I? You think I'm not being a real Irishman? Yeah, pretty much. She's... She's a right clever lass, isn't she? said Owen, turning to back to the others. Max Ernest nodded, grinning. Owen eyed Benjamin. So that's Ben, is it? What's the story, Ben? You look mad out of it. What drugs would they have been giving you back in there? Benjamin groaned incoherently. He said they didn't give him anything, Max Ernest translated. He said it's your driving. <laughs> said that, did he? No, I was just kidding, said Max Ernest. Not funny, said Owen. Well, I thought it was, said Cass, laughing. Really? asked Max Ernest. Cass, Cass nodded. Max Ernest grinned happily. How about that? Cass turned to Benjamin. You know what? Mint, you know what? Mint chip is my favorite ice cream. We'll get some soon, I promise. Ben smiled and nodded off. Even if Cass and Max Ernest started to get woozy as the adrenaline of the evening's events wore off, nothing that it had been... Noting that it had been months since he'd been able to listen to any real music, Owen turned on the radio, blasting hip-hop lyrics that the kids were glad their parents weren't around to hear. With the road as curvy as it was, there was no way that they were... There was no... What? Blah, 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 blah. There was no way that they could have ever seen a vehicle that was more than a few feet ahead of them. With the sound... With the music at such a high dis level, they couldn't have heard the vehicle either. So it was almost a miracle when Benjamin sat up straight in his clearest voice and said, Stop! Owen slammed on his brakes. The limousine skid to a stop. A few feet in front of them, a pickup truck was parked lengthwise across the narrow road and honking loudly. Who is that? Are they from the spa? asked Max Ernest. 
not wide awake. Well, we're not all waiting long enough to find out, are we? Said Owen. Hold on, ye all. Let's hope this limousine likes bumps. He started backing up and then honking was joined by a familiar and extremely loud bark. Wait, said Cass, that's Sebastian. Owen braked again and everyone looked back at the pickup truck. Standing outside the back of the truck was Grandpa Larry and Grandpa Wayne waving like madmen. Okay. Her grandparents, how did they find her? Okay, we're finishing it, you guys. Hang tight.